Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Uh, I, I want him to keep doing it like he's doing it. You know, he, he can't he can't second guess himself. If he throws an interception, you know that's that's life. But uh, you know, you keep keep going for the juggler. It's going to open up a lot of other areas in the running game. Um, you know, it's going to open up other players. So. Um, you know, we just gotta we just gotta keep being that way. Yeah, the ju- the, the jugular. jugular. Football! Football! Yeah! Football! Yes! Yes! I want. I need. I need a closed circuit connection to Case Keenum to 2017 Ooh. Case Keenum, who uh, I want to say five times a game would just like close his eyes and throw a ball <laughs> down the field. It, it was the screw it. Stefan Diggs is down there somewhere throws. And after every game, Mike Zimmer would be like, you know, we played great today. We kicked the crap out of that opponent, but our quarterback needs to be way less reckless. He needs to calm down and stop throwing 50-50 balls. And now he's like, Kirk, you got to throw that ball up for grabs, man. I don't care if you throw 10 interceptions. Let's get it, Kirk. Football. Dude, we got a converter. He's he's on the dark side now, like where he's like, just throw the ball to anybody. I don't even care. Just throw it. I mean, dude, I mean, there's not everyone been saying this for so long, but you're right. Like half the battle is, I think a lot of that having fun with stuff like that, especially like you said with Case, like you just throw the ball up and at some point you'd be like, man, playmakers got to make a play. And that's what happened this weekend. Good. Do you, do you, as a guy that played for Zim, Alex Boone, recognize this Zim though? No. Like I've I never heard this guy before. I mean, I get why they are the way they are. Defensive coordinators are always the same. Dude, they're yeah. always wired the same. Like, oh, yeah, let me win the game, dude. Let us have some fun at some point because that's going to open up everything. But now that he sees it, it can happen. And I really do when he was like – because I know that he was talking about the interceptions. He was like, you know, if whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Like, he's not wrong. And at some point, you just have to agree with that. Like, if you go out there and cage this team up or cage anyone up, they're never going to play to their full potential. As opposed to just being like, listen, man, just go play free, be loose. Bad things happen good things will follow it. Like that's, that's really half of football is believing that. And now that he sees it, he's kind of like, all right, well, wait a minute. Like that was probably the most interesting game we probably had all year. Like the back and forth, back and forth, the way that both teams kept coming back and forth in the game plan. And like all of that was so awesome to watch, but then to see them actually close out the game, because that's what we've all been like. Hey, if the games were three quarters, they'd be great, but they're not. And now they're starting to get over this hump. It's like, see, this is the team that they should have been the whole time. So uh, I, I don't want to oversimplify the Vikings strategy so far this season, but I've got 
I'm going to start with the uh, the nerd football stat of the week here for you because I think it's encapsulating uh, exactly who the Vikings are this year. By the way, that's Alex Boone. He's our 10-plus-year oh, yes. NFL veteran, football-loving friend. He played that's in the Super Bowl. Is. He played oh, for the Vikings. Yeah, he just, yeah, he's just hanging out here. I thought it was some random fan that we put on. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa. Just some random meathead who likes to say For likes sure. to say football. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Daily Vikings Entertainment. It's Purple Daily presented by Surly and also TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs with the most entertainment, stunning resolution, and an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. If you like football, click the like button on this Purple Daily video as well and click the subscribe button, and we'll give you Daily Vikings Entertainment and Therapy in return. So... Sunday was we've kind of been saying it like you know who none of us ever coached or, or played uh, high level football but we said it would make sense if you would get the ball to your best playmakers <laughs> like that seems to be like Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen seem to be really good at their jobs and if you can just get those guys the ball as often as possible and so you know lo and behold on Sunday they targeted or handed off in the case of Dalvin to those three guys, 74% of the time, which was the most they've ever gotten those guys the ball this season. Uh, the other three games in which they came close to that mark, so the, the other three games in which they targeted those three guys the most, the Chargers game, that's a win. The Panthers game, that's a win. And the Cardinals game was a win if your kicker doesn't miss a 37-yard field goal. On the flip side, the games in which they target those guys the least are the Browns game, embarrassing loss, the Cowboys game, you got beat by Cooper Rush, a backup quarterback, and uh, the Ravens game in which you just let your foot off the gas and they boat raced you in the second half. So, like, yeah. is it that simple? Like, hey, there's all sorts of – you're going to break down film later, but, like, how about we just get the ball to those three guys as often as possible and score 30-plus points? I mean, that's literally the game plan, isn't it? I mean, football is – and this is what's so weird is like at every level, it's always the same, like the same things that you get beat for in the NFL, you get beat for in pop warrant because somebody wasn't disciplined enough backside or somebody jumped off sides and a third and nine became a third and 15, like whatever it was. Like at some point you have to start putting in like these extra things, like, you know, the, the formations become more complicated the way safeties play those things. But like, the same things that lose Pop Warner games are the same things that lose the NFL games. And you look at that and you go, well, what's the same remedy back then? Like in Pop Warner and in high school, what's the deal? I'm getting the best player of the ball whenever he can. Like our best player is probably the quarterback, right? Like, cause he's going to always make a play. But then in the NFL, you're like, you look at these teams that struggle and you're like, where are they struggling? Well, they're not getting the ball to the guys that are like, hey, man, I'll make contested catches or, hey, I can make a two-yard gain, a five-yard gain because I'll keep churning. Like eventually these guys will turn the games into like amazing performances. Like we saw last week, even Kirk Cousin looks great under pressure. Like the whole game, he's facing these pressures. And one of the things that we're talking about later is like, these things are so remedial. Like, dude, you let somebody run right through the A-gap at, at one point in the game. Like, you, those are things you can't do. But at the same time, you let Kirk just throw a ball up. Like, I'm, I'm thinking about last week's game where, remember, there was the touchdown to Conklin where somebody came through and he just got, I mean, smoked. But he threw the ball up and Conklin went over and made a play. Like, that's football too. Like, that's sometimes those things happen. Hey, man, there's a leap of faith. I'm just going to throw the ball. Somebody better be there. Somebody's in that vicinity. Somebody better make a play. That's what happens when you sometimes just say, hey, listen, like this is how the game's going to go and bad things are going to happen. But we're going to work through them. And you're seeing they're kind of like these are the steps that we were like, where has this been all year? Like these are the simple things that they could have been doing to win games to probably even put themselves in a better position into the playoff race. So what's changed about Kirk, though? Because because the pressure is 
to your point, Booney, it's still there. Yeah. And and um Clark came through a couple times. Dude, what is up? Uh, Kenny Clark? Steam, yeah, Kenny Clark and Steamroll Cole. So so like it's First not it's, play. Yeah, so it's not like the line, but it's not like the line is is this work of art now or perfection. Oh, it's not. So so what's the so what's the difference though with Kirk now delivering the ball in situations where previously for quite a while he struggled to? Oh, I'm sure somebody was like, listen, we're, we got to start throwing the ball. Like, remember that conversation we talked about last week that people were like, we just got to let it rip. I'm promising you that happened. And at some point they were like, dude, at some point you have to just let it rip because we can't keep throwing the ball out of bounds. We can't keep taking these sacks. We can't keep just running around aimlessly. Like, you just got to trust you. Like, I'm thinking about that grab that Thielen had, that toe tap on the sidelines where he fully extended. Yep. I mean, any other receiver probably doesn't catch that other than Justin Jefferson. But that's what I'm saying. Now you have the confidence to go out there and say, hey, man, I'm just going to let this rip. These guys are going to make these plays. Like Justin Jefferson being wide open with two guys trailing him the entire game, like that's like a leap of faith. Hey, listen, we saw a little bit of it last week. Let's continue to push that. And like Zim said, if bad things happen, dude, we'll be fine. We'll come back. We'll regroup. We'll do it again. Who cares? Like we have to continue to push the defense back. They keep bringing all these pressures up. Like there's so many guys at the line of scrimmage. And then you look at this last game and you're like, there weren't a lot of guys at the line of scrimmage because all of a sudden as soon as the ball starts getting aired out people are like okay now we really got to get back we cannot get beat deep and they did several times like what does that say for a defense that came in that was just thumping people and playing extremely well in my opinion like to go out there and kind of make a mockery of them like now we can do what everyone else couldn't do like that was awesome to see Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, you know Mike Zimmer enough, and he's, he's, he's a hard-headed, this is my way, we win football in this certain way kind of a guy. And I don't know if it's because he sees his head coaching mortality, you know, flash Probably. before his eyes, like his job's sort of on the line here. How do you think, how do you think he's adapting here? Like, is it... Cringe. Our theory is that Adam Thielen's been pretty vocal, and his agent was tweeting things. Oh, yeah. so, like, is there a chance that a player, much like in the in the way that the Giants did with Tom Coughlin so famously, like fifteen years ago, said like a leader on the team said, "Hey, guy, we want to win more games. You want to win more games. Let's come to let's come to an agreement here on the best way to do that." Like, right. I don't think he just wakes up and he's like, "All right, I'm going to be a different no. head coach." Right? I think it's a lot of both. I think it's a lot of hearing the outside noises. Like I said before, they always hear those things because if they hear them, then they tell us, and it's like, I "Thought we weren't supposed to do that, but now everyone keeps doing it." But they hear that you know your job's on the line, and then all of a sudden you see everybody on the offense, and even like the minute the agents get involved, you know it's bad when like the agents are tweeting things out. Like these guys have no business being in anywhere around a football building, and they're like, "I'm making calls tomorrow." Like <laughs> the, clearly, there were people that were pissed off. And my question is like, and you were kind of like, "How's he handling?" It? I'm sure he's cringing at times when the ball gets released because he's like, uh, "He got hit, the ball got released. Who's it going to?" Like. My question is when it does go bad, and that's going to be like the next phase because things are going well right now. We're winning. Everything's happy. By the way, Kirk, Kirk pretty much threw a game-ending interception that got, that got bobbled right. and dropped. Yeah. If, and if, not it, only... if it plays out that way, then, you know, what's See, the that's what I'm saying. Like, what happens when it goes to bad? Like, because that's what's going to happen eventually. Like, there's so many games left, and this season has been so up and down for everybody. Like, teams that were out of it before are now back in it, and they're like, we're like, wait, wait, what? Like, but this is just the way the league's going this year. But I think the most important thing is 
when you do have a good stride like it is now and you do hit a speed bump. Like I see San Francisco as a speed bump because you got over an emotional game. Things are going well. And at the same time, Frisco's playing extremely well too. And what's the one thing that they're doing well? They're running the ball. Like they're they're they went out and basically they've simplified their football team to a Pop Warner team. We're gonna run the ball. We're going to play good defense and we're going to hold the ball as long as we can just to keep it away from you. Like they're just like, Hey, any way to get away with the win, but that makes them dangerous in my opinion, because they know what they're doing. Whereas you look at this and it's like, man, if Kirk goes bad, how does the rest of the team affect this? Like Frisco's different. They know Jimmy takes a lot of heat. They know Jimmy's just a game manager. They don't expect a lot from Jimmy at this point. I think at times they ask him to do things that are incredibly tough and he'll pull it off sometimes, but most of the time he doesn't. So they're like, all right, let's just continue to run the ball and churn this clock down. So the, the place where, where things changed, though, was after after Kirk threw that deep ball for Jefferson that got picked and then didn't get picked. We saw – so that was the place ordinarily where Mike's like, okay, that's it. We're good. We're going to run the ball. We're going to pass short. But they didn't. So so I think that's – I think the, the answer to the question lies in, in the fact that about three plays or two plays after that throw, Kirk threw an incredibly dangerous sideline pass to Thielen that the Packer defender could have picked, got turned around on. Thielen made a very nice catch. Great catch and, and great run. And get, right. But that's the type of play we never would have seen previously. And what I what I think the key might be here is statistically, this defense is not that good. They're 28th right I now. I know it's crazy. They're 20, but I think that's where Mike might have been told you have to change. Like all of these yeah. changes. So like we went out and got all of these guys. Um, it's still not good. And so the only way that this team is potentially going to win games is shootouts, which I'm sure Mike hates. But if that's how you keep your job, do you yeah, care? And I right. think the answer is no, you don't. Right. I, I think mean, that's the difference. And that's the thing that like it baffles my mind is like everyone talks about now everyone wants to talk about how good Kirk is when it's kind of like, dude, at the same time, that defense gave up a lot of yards and a lot of points. And at the yeah. same time, you wonder going forward, like, the Green Bay Packers were a great team. There's no question. And they're one of the top in the NFL. And the Vikings beating them is huge. But going forward, they got to stop other quarterbacks. They got to stop other teams. Because if you're really hoping, like you said, what if those two interceptions go the other way? Game looks a lot different. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of times where you're like, man, that offense looks really good. But then you're like, man, the defense is giving up a lot. Like, a lot. So Aaron Rodgers, Alex, by the way, quickly, oh. Phil. So Aaron Rodgers is on with Pat McAfee right now as we record. And uh, McAfee asked him, how'd you feel about that game in Minnesota? And Rodgers gives a money quote here towards Mike Zimmer and goes, I feel like I was in a rhythm early. We just missed on a few plays. And after that, we scored on four straight possessions. Then he says, Mike Zimmer's defense is always going to throw different things at you. Really bleeping good pressure. He literally used the F-bomb. Really bleeping good pressure. And they did pressure Rodgers a ton yesterday. uh, Or on Sunday, I should say. But Rodgers and Zimmer always seem to match up really, really well. Zimmer has figure out ways to slow him down before. Yeah. Tricks him. He almost tricked him into calling a, tried, he tried to call a timeout at one point. That? Dude. But that here, the yes. biggest problem with them is going to be now they lost their left tackle. And I just read that David Bakhtiari had another surgery recently, like a little arthroscopic surgery. So, I mean, you're dwindling on your own line and that pressure last week was all over. I mean, there was time I can't. And that's another thing. Like, you're an idiot if you think you can hold the ball for that long against the Vikings D line. Cause those dudes are, they're one of the most relentless dudes in the league. You know, they're always up there. Like they're one of the toughest units. They're always going to be coming for the quarterback. You're led by a defensive minded coach. He's back there all day just thinking he can do whatever he wants, just getting slammed every which way, which was kind of funny at some point. 
You know, uh, it's a good segue because uh, Packer fans notice some of that with Aaron Rodgers, too, here. We like to do a thing on Mondays called Packer Ventline, courtesy of our friends on the Green oh. and Gold postgame show here. Uh, let's. Uh, which one's the – is it Tim in Texas? He was yeah. bitching about Aaron Rodgers, right? Go, Pack, go! Rodgers should have chucked down a lot more. Uh, that was just ridiculous. And if you look at the offense all year, the defense has carried this team, not Aaron Rodgers, uh, period. I mean, he's not having a good year. Oh, Tim in Texas. Period. Just ready to be done with it. Seriously, Tim in Texas. Also, Alex, uh, do you want to see what it's like when a Packers live YouTube show thinks that the Packers just got a game-ending interception? I do. All right. Uh, here's what it looked like on Cheesehead TV. Before they realized that Savage actually didn't maintain position. Her cousin's gunning it. Got no! It! Interception! Cousin's oh! gonna give you one! Cousin's gonna give you one! Savage! Gonna give you one! Oh, where's the penalty? Where's the penalty? Is there a penalty? Is there a flag? Wow, that was incredible. You knew it was coming this game. You really did. We, I said it for the last two quarters. You knew Kirk Cousins was going to give one up. Get a little bit too crazy. Wow, 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 wow. Incredible. Dude, <laughs> what is with Aaron Nagel doing this the entire time? Like, just. <laughs> He's jersey a lot, popping. A lot of ball game left. A lot of ball game left. Just, what are. <laughs> Would you expect anything? I mean, like, I don't even know what to say. Like, those were the two most. I could have pictured those guys if you'd have been like two Packers fans. That's exactly what I would have pictured. Those two guys sitting exactly where they were sitting. One sitting in a corner of a room. Like, dude, both rooms just smell like molded cheese. Oh, for sure. One's out probably in back for sure. It's Wausau, right? They're in Wausau. They're like, this is great. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Hey, hey, oh yeah, Alex. You want to crunch some film? Let's do it. You want to break some down? Let's okay. Alex has sent – nice spelling there, Declan. Yeah, Boone crunches the film. The film. All right. Oh, Alex has sent us – and for copyright reasons, we can't show yeah. the full video here. So we don't want to get dumb. sued. Sorry, buddy. We all just watch the game on TV. We can't even no. re-record it. And it's nonsense. We'll find a way at some point here. We but have you to. tell us, which, which one do you want to pop on the screen first here? Let's do the, uh, let's do the highlight first. Okay. Is that the only we'll one? The low light. No, that's the other this one. This guy? Okay. There it is. Dude, it. This so is explain great. This to, and explain this for the podcast audience, too, because they can't see it. But on the YouTube channel, we have uh, a wonderful it's, – it's a screenshot of the Vikings to the line of scrimmage. And then Alex has drawn all over it, and he's going to explain this to us. Yeah, so basically we're up here and we're in a gun set. And uh, you know what? The one thing that we got to talk about is how we got Justin Jefferson in the backfield now. I mean, you can't tell me you don't love seeing him back there. And I'm sure the defense is probably like, what is going on right now? And – this was a great job, and this is what they've been doing better of is using these guys. Is when as soon as he like you know starts to get ready to snap it, Justin's going to start to run and do this new like bubble, like a bubble ghost, and you'll see thirty one starts to pull himself out of the box. So really, you only have a five man box, right? And you're going to count the safety because he's going to insert himself in a buzz situation somewhere. Like you can't just leave that much free space in the middle of the field. Someone's obviously going to take advantage. But what they do a great job of, and I love that people do this sometimes, is you take this formation, and if you notice, it's a nickel front because if you see, it's like 93 right here over the left guard, which is their middle linebacker. So they think it's a pass. 
And I love when people come back with a run because it stops people from doing these things. And this is how people get exposed. It's like, see how there's three guys to the right? So you know those three linemen, the right tackle, the right guard, and the center are going to go out to the right. Those are Anybody that's down is instantly taken by those guys. So those guys are going to the right. And then all of a sudden you look in this double team on 93. Like you're double teaming a linebacker at the line of scrimmage. They have no idea what to do. And it was – I wish we could watch it because Ezra Cleveland and um, Derisaw move 93 probably 12 yards off the line of scrimmage all the way into 41's lap. And Dalvin takes it back. And sometimes I hate this is when you have this like ghost bubble – they're really kind of hoping it affects 91, like just a little bit. But because they're kind of in this man formation, 31's like, nah, dude, I got this. Don't worry about it. So he kind of closes faster than you want him to, but it's still a great run. And I love when people do this because, like I said, defenses are like, oh, let's come in here. We're going to pick them. We're going to twist. We're going to do all these things. And then you throw a run at them, and they're like, okay, maybe we should rethink our strategy because this is – I think this is like third and what? I forget what it was, like third and eight or something. But it's, I mean, that's like your changeup. And that keeps the defense honest at the same time because you can't just let these guys. And that's like sometimes when you hear people like like myself be like, oh, you can't let them just pin their ears back. This is how you stop them from pinning their ears back. You think they're going to put that middle linebacker down there again? Dude, you put your hand back down there again. We're going to run trap. So wanna- how does how does Justin Je- so Justin Jefferson lined up in the backfield on his on on was the touchdown on the touchdown reception, too the yeah it was like a right? Texas it was a choice route yeah so it, how does uh, when he lines up in the backfield how does that throw off opposing defenses what do they when they see him in the backfield what goes through their minds what do you think goes through their minds what the holy hell is crap he doing yeah. in the backfield right <laughs> like are they going to hand it to him are they going to pitch it to him is it a sweep like is he going to run a route out of the backfield like. Uh, one of my most favorite routes out of the backfield is that Texas route. Like if you were to run right at that defensive end and then just break straight in because it it's, it's for like most man coverages when everything's on the outside is taking people deep and then you want to get something in the middle. But like as soon as you move him in the backfield, the defense is instantly alerted. What's going on? Why is he back there? We haven't really seen him back here a lot. It's, you know, is he going to be a part of a, because a lot of times too, what you can do out of this is you can do the same exact play and we would call this 36 blunt. You could run 36 blunt, but then run a Q option left off. Football. Of it. Oh, that's beautiful. Now, here's the thing. You don't yeah. ever run options to the left because they're not, a, they're not pitch hand left coordinated. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not your dominant hand. So you have to always worry about a pitch to the left. So you'd want to flip it, and you would do it the other way. But we used to do that against the Rams, and it was fun because then nobody knows what to do because then you have three guys coming at you, and you're like kind of – it's kind of like who do you tackle first? And, you know, at the same time, everyone's trying to keep contained and – Dude, when you do things like this, it opens up your offense because now even like this one play is going to have a defense looking at it for hours. Like imagine all the things they can do out of this. How do we stop every one of them? Like you have to think that. And you know what you got here, Booney? Justin Jefferson, quarterback, because he can pass the ball. Yeah, you can wildcat a lot of things. This is a great thing. Yes. He's com- once he gets more comfortable in the backfield because yep. I'm a firm believer that you can't just take a wide receiver and put him in the backfield. Like everything's different once you move around the field, even going right side to left side. You're things just you have to be more aware. And so the more comfortable he gets back here, the more things are going to open up. And then mm-hmm. it's like, dude, you could sky's the limit from there. Then you start throwing in other receivers, you throw in Thielen back there with them, or you know, not that you would ever want to do that, but all of a sudden you put two receivers back there, and then all of a sudden defense like now nah, what are they really think? like? There's just that's why I say the more you expand your playbook, the more things will open up and defenses will be like, dude, they're doing everything. I don't right. know. Just make a tackle. 
All right, what's the what's the next one? So the next one is something that blew up in oh, the Vikings' this, face yeah. here, or what is this one? This okay. is the one where remember where Alexander Madison went to the right and that defensive what's that end? pool of blood that you drew next to uh, Mason. <laughs> Cole? Oh no, my what's dude, that? that's you got to be looking. And this is and this is very this never happens, and I can't believe I put this on here now that I think about it. But Brian O'Neill here is going to get caught, and this is a scat protection. So basically, this would be two scat. And you would say scat means the running back is going to run out. So he's free release all the way. He has no assignments. He's not blocking anybody. Number one, why are the guards in three-point stances? That, that, that baffles my mind. Like you're in a pass protection stance. Your head is kind of down. You should be looking up because this is where you get burnt. When you slide to the left, like remember last time I said the guys that are down, you have to go take them. So the center is going to call this. You probably called it a, probably called it a lion. The, wait, wait, why are they in? So you're saying I'm interested in this. I know these are all so the you're things saying, I see. So, so right. this is a, this doing? is a, this is a pass play, right? Is this the, is this the, is this the, is this the miscommunication interception that got called back as of a no, penalty? This was the one where he throws it to Madison and the, the defensive end kind of draped himself a little bit on oh, okay. Madison. Remember? Yeah. But this is one of the things that it gets rushed, right? Like, so the defensive end, the defensive end actually went out into coverage yeah. and almost had an interception on this play, right? But he, but why, but why would the guards? So you're saying the guards should not be no. in a three point stance because it's harder right. to get out and get into pass pro, right? Well, yeah. And number two, you can't see anything. What are you looking? You it's a pass. You should see. Like what? How do you like? All right, let's go back to zero. The guards should always be in a two point stance, especially in a situation like this. Like it's clearly a pass. Everybody knows it. You get up in your stance, you can see more. You can see more safeties. You can see better linebackers. I can tell, is number 93 coming? I could probably tell you, yeah, he's coming, because why? We've got three defenders over here. So they're three for three over here with the safety over the top. He's guaranteed to be coming. Now, how would that help Brian? He has to squeeze here, no matter what, because you're hot off that guy. So in your stance, and this thing too is like when you were in, when I was in a two-point, you could be a little bit farther back because you lean forward in your stance more to kind of like cheat it. So it can kind of help you in this, too, because as 74, uh, Ole's coming back, he has to read 93. If 93 comes, he has to slam down on him, which he does, and it was a great job. So are are these guys trying to preserve the threat of a run, which is why they want their guards in a three-point stance, or am I oversimplifying it? You might be. There are guards in the league that only do two-point stance. Like, remember Brandon Brooks in Philly? He's only in a two-point stance. They were doing a they were doing a quarterback sneak one time. He was in a two-point stance. I was like, that's not even possible. Like, that's just stupid. <laughs> they did not get it, by the way, because he was in a two-point stance. But that's like yeah. wow. at some point, you're a professional. You're expected to be able to run out of a two-point stance. And we had to be able to. And even if like so, like, say this guy walks up here and say you could have checked right here, you could have definitely checked the blunt read. And you would just have everybody wash down and you'd have 83 go for 51 and you'd have 89 go for 38 inside and you just leave the widest guy on the edge because there's such a big hole there. But even that would have gashed people. Like, There's so many things that you could do out of this that a stance really wouldn't matter. Like, People wouldn't be like, oh, he's in a two-point. It's got to be a pass. Like, it's just I'm in a two-point because I want to be able to see where everybody is. And I got to know, is 93 really coming? Because there's nothing worse than setting and guessing. Like, all right, I'm setting. And you have to read it. And it feels like sometimes when you're reading that guy coming, it's like slow motion. And you feel like he's kind of baiting you. And they, they're they smart enough now that they do bait you, where they'll take one really hard step, and you're kind of like, oh, it's not enough to grab me, but I'm kind of in here. And then all of a sudden, the three techniques up the field. And you're like, well, I guess I got suckered into that because I'm an idiot. But, like, 
These are the things that you have to be aware of. And Brian's got to be aware, number one, there's a linebacker in your A-gap, and that's the biggest threat in the world. Like, no matter what, that takes everything out of play. And so, two is, if he comes, I got to squeeze. He didn't end up squeezing, and it kind of rushed this pass, which they wanted to get a wheel route on the outside, and especially against a defensive end, because that dude took a terrible angle. Like, even knowing that he probably had a free release, he just stepped way down and then had a P.I. his way out of it, but he didn't get called for it, which was lucky. Dude, this is oh, you got to play the fl- yeah football. She's down there, baby. You guys, oh you don't understand God, how right this. No, is. we don't. This, 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 this about scratch this. is such an addiction I have of breaking film down and <laughs> so fun. And we do this it. With is the great. Coaches. We, we're gonna find a way. We're gonna expand the Alex to. Boone film breakdown franchise here. And uh, I feel like we happen. do need need to roll it though. Like like Who we cares? need more. I'll like, pay the fine. More. We'll make my agent pay the fine. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So. So how bad was Mason Cole? Like, like oh, where, like I, where do guys, you think stand there? Because, because Bradbury is not good too. It was the so same not, thing though, right? It, but I mean, so how bad? You was know, it? Mason Cole wound up this morning on Get Up. They do a, a Jeff Saturday does a segment oh, every week where it's yes. like you need oh, new okay. you need new security, and it's like offensive linemen just getting smoked. And Mason Cole and Mason Cole, Cole, they showed like four different times him getting lifted oh, the off the line. Of the whole game. Yeah. So and that's, bad, dude, dude, the, first play, the first play of the game, did somebody not tell him we're live? Bro, bro. We're for real now. Get your big brother stance. Bro, bro. Bro, bro. Oh, I got a lot of names. Yeah, the game is starting right now. What is he, 10 yards in the backfield? Dalvin's like, yo, what the hell was that? He falls over. It's like, dude, at some point, somebody has to be able to take the reins and be like, I can do this position. Like, you know, going into this game, it's going to be chippy. It's going to be heated green bay versus the vikings could you think of a better rivalry like there's a lot of fun in this game and it's always been super super intense like i used to watch all the film that was chippy with phil Lodholt, guys like that would be in there just trying to fight everybody and you kind of laugh about it like dude that's awesome but the first play of the game to get wrecked like that it's like dude it's the one thing we didn't want you to do just sit into your ass you're like 300 pounds what's so hard about this he got pushed down with one hand too. Clark literally yeah, took one hand and threw him. But but what's what's the potential short term solution here? I mean, Bradbury's not great. I keep Cole's playing Mason great. Cole. I I mean, you have you, to play Mason for sure. Do you try and get him more help? Is it possible to get him more help? Like what? There's the... sometimes that you just don't get help. Like you can't. Right. There and that's why teams are going to start scheming you up better. Like there was a play, and I wanted to put this on there, and I should have. Zimmer called a play. Uh, I think it was the fourth play of the game. He dials up this against a third down, and it's like it was such a sweet blitz. And I'm looking at it like, man, I don't know how you fix that other than like slide the whole line. But you would never do that versus this look. Like you would never be like, oh, slide everybody. You'd be like, all right, we're picked up. But the way he's twisting people, and then the more I keep watching film of all these games, people are really starting to pick out the weaknesses of a team. Like they're like, if the center sucks, make put him on an island. If the guards suck. Put pressure the other way, make him go one on one the whole game. Like everybody's finding these weaknesses, so you can't hide people anymore. You have to be good at your job now. Yeah. And you know, Livia's good at their job because Judd's They're down great. like 30 yeah. pounds in the last yes. month. It's just ridiculous. It. Yes. In fact, thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers, I am actually I'm down 26 pounds on my way down to 200. And once I get there, I will stay there. And you can join me on this weight loss adventure. With the Season to Believe Friends and Family event, join now. Save 40% off your plan, 855-GO-LIVIA, or visit Livia, L-I-V-E-A dot com. Your first visit is free, Livia.com. Join me in shedding the pounds. We got a testimonial from uh, loyal listener Nick who says he's down almost 20 pounds right off the bat here. 
he was pushing his highest weight ever at 260 pounds, heaviest he's ever been. He said, I heard Judd talk about Livia, and I joined the following day. I did so for two reasons. I'm almost 30. I have an open heart surgery in a few weeks to fix a heart valve that I've had since birth, and I want to be able to lose weight so I can play with my kid. And also, I need Score North in my life, and by supporting your sponsors, it keeps the lights on. And I have bought multiple TCL TVs, drank my fair share of Surly, and now I'm thankful for Judd and Score North for recommending Livia. So, Nick, Way to go, you, Nick. Dude. We You're appreciate off. you. Uh, shout out as well to Chill Boys, the most comfortable underwear that any of us have ever strapped on. Oh, I am just... The Long John's, mm-hmm. unbelievable. Oh, it's it cold is. outside. I wear them around the house darn near constantly now. The Long Johns, the athletic, the athletic boxer briefs, oh, so the bamboo fabric. Performance, yeah. if baby. You want, yeah, dude. If you want the most comfortable boxers, boxer briefs, long underwear you've ever worn, Chill Boys cares about one thing, your comfort. They're a Minnesota-based company, but you can find them online at chillboys.com. Declan wants someone's ass fired. Do Who it. is it, Declan? All right, Who's really ass is getting canned this week? Super easy with this one. It, it, it's overdue. Um, and actually, it's become a package deal, by the way. This is the first time I'm actually slapping two people handcuffing together yes, to be fired. Ooh, because it. It's overdue, by the way. It's overdue. Yes. One of these guys, in my opinion, is the most despicable human being in the NFL. Yeah, yeah and fire him. After Whoa. what I saw today, it actually has turned into that package deal. So speculation yeah. or not, when you yes. announce a coach is going to get fired after the game before it even starts on a oh, short week, yeah, and then you yeah. make a decision right then and there, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, come on down. You both are buffoons. You both deserve to be fired. You've lost 15 of your last 22 games. You overpaid QB1 to Andy Dalton. You're ruining Justin Fields. Honestly, there might not be a fan base who deserves more. This organization, the fans love you. They love the Bears, okay? They honestly, they're passionate. They love the Bears. And they're in, they have two absolute buffoons in Pace and Nagy that are ruining that for them. So Nagy, Pace, come on down. You both are fired. Yeah! I love it. Wow. There was a chant, wow. a chant at the Bulls game, I think, last night. Yes. Broke out. Fire, yeah. Nagy. And, and, yeah. then, and then Nagy's kid is like on a high school football team. No, and dude. it went viral. Yes. A oh. chant at the high school football game with Nagy's kid playing a fire, Nagy. Dude, they want him out bad. What? I mean, I can't, you can't blame them. They're, no, can't blame dude, they're a loyal fan base, man. They're, yes. just, fired. they're expecting to see Patrick Mahomes and they're not. And it's like, dude, what is going on? They, they, just, they just lost to the Ravens, who had no Lamar Jackson. I think Marquise Brown sat out. They're yeah. down to like their uh, fourth running back. For, for Baltimore? At it was uh, Huntley. Huntley? Steve Huntley. Yeah, but Tyron Huntley. Like, Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley. Yeah, Tyler yeah. Huntley. Who? John Huntley. Who? Yeah. Exactly. Bob, Bob, yeah, Bob Huntley. Yeah. Dude, I'm That's telling you, man. This, that he's out for sure. And not only that, did you hear this morning and answer questions about it? Like, were you told you're going to be fired on Friday? And he was like, no. Yeah, you know he was. Well, like, so what what's the report? So there's a report that he was going to get fired before the there game. No, there, there's a report that this guy, the Pulitzer Prize winning, I don't know, writer in Chicago or something, used to cover the team back in the day, wrote this morning that he was told by an extremely valuable source that Matt Nagy is getting fired on Friday. 
the McCaskey. So this, uh, so this yeah. upcoming Friday. Yes, after yeah. the so they ju- they're day. just like, oh man, we can't fire him. We it's only have like week. seventy-two hours. Right. It's just a it's logistical. A like, what's the difference? You're about to fire yeah. your head coach. Does it? Your team is clearly done because that's when you have like the come to Jesus moments. Declan's like, right, man. I'm, yeah. Declan's right. Pull the plug. It's it's time to go. Fire his ass. Dude, the Bears, okay, I, I will say I think the Vikings deserve a Super Bowl at some point here, but, like, the Bears, think about how many coaches and quarterbacks. Like, And, by the way, they still beat the Vikings on a regular basis at Soldier Field, regardless of who's playing quarterback. So even if they fire Matt Nagy, I actually think it's a bad thing for the Vikings if the Bears get some sort of breath oh, of fresh you know air. They're, they're, they're going to rally crazy. around. Right, right. Dude, that's that's the worst thing because that's when a team's like, now we can go. They yep. took the handcuffs off. It must have been his fault, right? <laughs> and they the, always okay. get, that first game back, they always play tough too. You're like, God, I don't want to play the team. Just got their head coach fired. Damn it. If the Bears – so if you're a Vikings fan, you want the Bears to beat the Lions on Thursday in a way that like makes it really hard to fire Nagy, right? Like if Justin Fields plays well yes. – Yes. Is he hurt now, or what's his deal? Who? Is he gonna? Is Justin Fields gonna play on Thursday? Dal- Dalton's oh, yeah, they, starting on Thursday. Dalton's starting. Okay, so QB one. Doesn't matter who's starting for the Lions. QB one. The Red Rider. Yeah, is. QB one. That poor guy. Everyone fired. But when is Nick Foles gonna come out? Can we just see Nick Foles, please, guys? Just one time. One more time. How much are they paying him to do nothing? Which Probably which ten million? Sweet gig. If 12. I'm Foles, I'm loving life right oh, now. Oh yeah, for sure. You don't. You don't. You want to hold this playbook? No problem. Is he even active on game days when the other two so. guys are healthy? So he's just, not. just hanging out, running. The, is he running the scout team? I'm home. Team? Probably. Not doing anything. Nick, he's a Super Bowl MVP. Super Bowl he's like MVP. running the scout what? team. No, he's got that. They can never take the ring and the trophy away. He's Dude. got it. He's, he's got, got it. All. Are you doesn't kidding he have, me? Doesn't, he has a statue. Don't didn't they build a statue of Nick of, Foles of the play of the Philly special? Philly, Philly. He's got a Philly, Philly. He's Philly running statue. the scout team for the Bears. The guy's got a Dude. statue. He's a hero in Philly. How about people are still running the Philly play and it's still working? I just saw who was it? Is it the Jaguars or somebody ran it and it worked? And I was like, who still falls for that? Like quarterback <laughs> running as fast as he can to the pylon. No one's going to be like, watch him. It's amazing. <sighs> So I this is you know, last week was was Vikings Packers week and that was big here. But for you, Boone, I mean, the 49ers were the team that you played the most football for and yeah. had deep playoff runs. So you got Vikings 49ers week. Are you uh, are you getting emotional? Just sort of thinking about the, the, the two franchises. Oh, boy. No, I better see some seriously hard hitting. Like it's about time. The season needs to start for a lot of teams and especially for the Vikings and the Niners. They have zero margin for error. Even though I don't think the Packers are going to do well going forward, number one, Aaron's toe. And if you're really going to cry about a toe, it's going to be annoying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can't cry about toes, guys. That's, that's the number one no-no. But two, like not having a left tackle and maybe not even having David Bakhtiari. Like, the Vikings have a chance to actually take this division back. You know what I'm saying? Like, take it, go with it, make – Make progress and continue to make progress. And yeah, there's going to be little steps backwards, but you got to keep the faith and keep going. And this this is a great game now too because it's yeah. two hot teams, right? Uh, that that looked a month ago, both of them looked absolutely cooked and dead, right? Yeah. So like this, like this game, and if if the Vikings win, then they're six and five and pull clear a little bit, not a lot, of San Fran. So like this game has all sort of implications for defining what I like to call winning time. We're into, we're, as Pat yeah. P said, this is winning time, Booney. Right. right now, right here. This is when it's go time. You know, right. real quick, to add to that, too, there's another thing. So Zimmer said something else after the game. You know, he made, he, it was kind of joking, but probably like 90% serious when he said, you know, people refer to Sunday fun day, and these close games aren't fun. Like, I'm not having fun <laughs> in these close games. And I, 
it kind of pissed me off. Like, so you're ten, you're ten games into the season. The, by the way, this game against the Niners has a good chance of being just a grinded close game oh, in some for way. Sure. Too, you've played ten close games. You are almost to December. This is your season. This is who you are. Right? Why are you like resisting and and sort of like like stiff arming close games in a post game press conference? I thought that was a great opportunity for him to get up there, whether the players are listening or not, and just say. Look we love close right. games. We right. have figured out how to unlock our offense in close games now. You know, we might not win every close game, but we bring on the close games. Like, I, that's the message I would want to hear if I were one of you guys in the locker room, I guess. 100%. And not only that, but a win's a win. And it's funny because there are times, like, where you're, like, in the beginning of the season where you're like, hey, man, there's going to be a tough stretch where we're going to lean on the defense and we're going to need them to pull us out. You're like, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, we got you. But, like, eight games in, everyone's always finger-pointing. And it's like, dude, if you guys could just score a few more points, we wouldn't have to work so hard. Or, like, if you could just make a few more stops. Like, there's always a little, like, back-and-forth, like, brotherly poking, like, kind of like if you guys could just maybe sack the quarterback a little bit more, we wouldn't have to go out there and do all the work, you know? Like, But at some point, you have to realize that, like, when you're on a team like this, it's going to take everybody. Every single week, 60 minutes, you're going to have to go, and there's going to be errors, like I said. And I think that the minute that Kirk does throw an interception, people are going to be like, there it is. And it's going to be like, no, keep working through that. you got to keep pushing. And for Zim, I know it's cringeworthy, and you're probably going to be like, dude, I'm like, you see him like, get really red. But at the same time, you got to be like, hey, if we're going to win, we have to risk it. And if there's, you're going to risk it, you know, no risk it, no biscuit, man. B.A. said it best. Yeah. And, and Zim has been told clearly, because, I, I mean, his his comment Monday about, hey, if he throws a pick, he throws a pick. Yeah. Like, to, to me, that's him setting up exactly what you're discussing, because it's going to drive him crazy. And I think he has been told, hey, no, this is the course. Like, we right. have to do this. This is it. Um, hey, you you played with a ton of, of guys and some great players. Where does Justin Jefferson fall in? Because I, I really think this guy is special. Like, oh. I don't think he's good. I think he is. I think he is truly. He's not Moss, but I'm going to say I think he's trending, like, more towards that than just being a really good, solid player. For sure. I mean, I think I would take him right now with – I would say he's as good as Diggs. I mean, and do you know how I feel about Diggs? I mean, Diggs is – there's something to be said about those guys that can make contested catches, that enjoy kind of the competition in a hand fight, that aren't always looking for a flag. And then when they do catch it, they're not afraid to rub it in your face. Like, that reminds me of a Diggs. You know, like, I'm going to grind you the whole game, and when I win, I'm going to let you know I won. When I lose, I'm still going to get even more pissed off. Like, so I would put him at, like, Diggs right now. Like, Randy was different, dude. Like, you just couldn't right. be Randy. But, like, yeah, he's definitely a special player. And that's why I think the whole year so many people have been like, dude, where the hell is this kid? Last year he was phenomenal. Defenses can't keep up with the pass game. Like, there are very few defenses that can. Some are just built to stop the pass, like the Panthers. They're just mentally built to stop the pass. But everybody else is built to stop the run. And then if you start passing on them, that's when they get burned. So it's like, at what point are they going to unleash this kid? I mean, one catch, two catch, three catches. Like this, he should have like 15 catches a game. Thielen should have 10 catches. But then you got to think like, then Dalvin has to get his runs in. Like there's so many, but these are good problems to have, right? Like these are the problems you want. How can we speed up the offense to get more plays in to our playmakers? Like, hey, at some point, we're going to have to have a sense of urgency to get in the huddle, get out of the huddle, because we do want to extend drives. We do want to have more plays. 60 plays? No, we want to hit 75 a game. We want to keep pushing teams because the more we unleash and the faster we unleash, the more confusion they have, the more problems they run into, the more we can just continue to drive downfield like we do every day. Yeah. 
Alex, what else before we wrap is on your mind here heading in to week 12 or in life? Really? It could be anything. You know, I don't I don't know. Bear Bear's birthday today. Turned three. Went to go see all the construction sites. It was great. Man. Oh, yeah. People I love that. Were, Ziggler Cat were great, dude. Or what was her name? Uh, Nanette came in. Nanette was like, take some stuff. Got to see some tractors and stuff. It was great, man. Can't tractors are tractors are a blast right? Dude, kid loves this stuff he's all tractors about construction you got bibs on he loves this stuff <laughs> <laughs> train them young guys we need to get uh we need to go out to one of those like don't they have those like you can run like machinery sites or whatever that you me. can go and don't tease me that's a judd athlete challenge i think get oh, judd no, up in a crane no, just no. operating i might some hurt heavy some, machinery. i might hurt somebody i don't want to do that <laughs> i might hurt somebody <laughs> no. i don't want to i don't want to do that yes, you i don't do. want to i don't want to be responsible for taking a life by accident okay? oh jesus judd why you go so extreme so fast we can't taking just go a, a little life fun. yeah i know right <laughs> we're just talking about moving an excavator yeah until it until judd, i okay, do something judd, I, judd, we're gonna be walking around it Judd's Judd moment of the week. I don't know, Booney, if you saw the video of so Kirk Cousins was driving home from the game on Sunday, and uh, in front of him, so his wife, so his wife pulls open the the video phone in the passenger seat, and it's you know Kirk's got the little sweater and the yeah. undershirt and stuff, and in front of the car that they're driving is a Vikings fan van of some kind, like a big white conversion van with like Vikings logo and stuff, and so Kirk speeds up. And pulls into the lane next to the van and starts honking his horn and waving at the Vikings fans in the van. At first, they just start honking and waving back because yeah. they're in a Vikings van. But then they realize, holy crap, it's Kirk Cousins in his little uh, his little cashmere sweater on the way home from the game. And like Judd, like you like lost your mind. You thought that it was just it's like a bad idea. It's a bad well, idea. No, but you're like, oh, he's just like he's just trying. It's like a publicity stunt. He's just trying to look. Oh, it's Kirk. Oh, Kirk told his wife to roll on it. No question about <laughs> that. But that, I, I don't care about that. I'm I'm concerned about my quarterback safety. <laughs> yeah. I, oh I yeah, you jump are. The quarterback after a win. I personally would have this guy in a hotel across the street from TCO, his wife and kids at home, because I don't want him getting sick either. Like I would sequester. Oh. I'd be like, Kirk, we're going to sequester you until we're done playing. Dude, if and that, then, yeah, that van was dripping with COVID. Like, yeah, that exactly. could have actually, I mean, that could, COVID could have flown into your window. I want him in a plastic <laughs> bubble when he's not playing. Judd, you're terrible. I Ace. don't want him to have a life outside of football right now. Speaking of wives, are we not going to talk about Baker Mayfield and his wife about how she was? She called out the entire team <laughs> oh for not God. being as tough Dude. as her husband quarterback. Oh. And then did you? And then did oh you see? God. So today. There's a Tuesday charity event, and it's Baker and his wife at some like, like you know they're like cooking for kids oh, or course. something, and there's other teammates around. Like, okay, how this uncomfortable is... must that be for everyone? I just wish everybody was as tough as my husband, the one <laughs> in the backfield that never gets hit, and when yeah. he does, he just brings it upon himself. Yeah, what does the right guard's wife think? Like, wait a second, yeah. my guy has six broken fingers. Yeah, and wait, how does she do that without like? I, I mean that. That just cuts well, your husband off at the knees, though. Yeah, oh, but he, he, he also kind of does it to himself. Him. Like, he, yeah, he needs true. to shut up, too. For sure. And but he didn't talk on Sunday. No, he yeah, didn't, which was just... another bad move. Like, you're making all the wrong moves. We've yeah. talked on this show that if you want to be in this league, there are things you got to do that nobody else has to do because you get paid a lot of money. Yeah, nobody cares what you think. Like, you got to go out and give an answer. When you walk out of a press conference or don't even show up, you show people, oh, he's frustrated. Now here, let's keep poking him. And then at the same time, your wife's like, I wish everybody was as tough as my husband, dude. I would have come Monday. I'd have been like you. Come here. Come here. So Giselle did this thing with Tom Brady a few Super Bowls ago, right, where she said, like, he can't. 
throw the he ball only to throws himself. the balls. Yeah. He can't. He can't throw the ball to himself. Yeah. <laughs> just for sure. I mean, now that's Tom. We yeah, obviously can't Tom smack Tom. I probably yeah. would have cracked a joke his way. Yeah. Like, hey, you could always throw it to me. Uh... That's Brady. <laughs> right. Right. Baker, uh, but, no, nobody laughs. Walk away. Walk I away. will say this: Baker and his wife are making the decision on his contract very simple oh, for, for the Browns because I'm out. I'm out. Like I, I ain't expanding them now. For sure. I mean, no your wife's out tweeting things. And this is the problem with social media. And Judd, you asked me why I don't have one. This is exactly yeah, why. You should be on Twitter, by the way. No, I should not. The, number one, I don't have any time to be on Twitter. But two, I can't deal with things like that. Like somebody goes on and says something so reckless like that in a position where you know you shouldn't. Like, dude, you're an idiot. And that's what, you're, that's what we want. So are you worried that you're just like, you're just going to chop someone's head off on Twitter and then... Is that what you're worried about? No, no, I'm worried. No, number one, I can't keep up with you guys sometimes. Like all this information, I'm like, dude, you should really follow me. I mean, I'm hilarious. No, I saw yours. Delete your account. No, listen, I saw your Instagram where that dude was talking about how the Vikings are just be happy that you won your what is it Packers game of the year and be all excited like that dude that was. And I was was, yeah, that was that was Nagler, dude. I was that was that Nagler. I was dying, dude. I was laughing so hard. Like this guy's so hurt right now he, he called the vikings so a soulless franchise yeah. it was like dude you gotta be digging in the bag to talk about a football team like that like you are crushed. and now that i know is the guy in the corner with the like lateral or the uh what was it the coordinates yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you've totally i saw that guy for sure <laughs> amazing all right well maybe we can just like maybe we should just like have one boon tweet a week on the score with no. account like you can just spend all week like crafting a perfect tweet and then we'll send it out we got it we got to get hey, out of here we gotta guys, go listen if we can do video breakdowns i'll do a tweet a week if you okay. can get me to be able to and because we could take we could do it the N- so we've been because the audience is like well a bunch of other people do it yeah the NFL gets litigious against like bigger companies and our company like we just get we'll we'll figure it out we'll figure we'll something out I'm not worried. Right. Boone will pet we'll Boone put pet. we'll put Boone together said, a, I'm paying it it'll be a boon fine pool and we can just create it yep. and it'll be worth it boon fine be worth it five hundred thousand dollars from the checkbook yeah. of Alex <laughs> I've been in the fine pool before it never did well for me guys something you're probably familiar with all right. Uh, write that down predictions tomorrow and, um, yeah, Vikings and Niners this Sunday, Vikings vent line, the most fan-friendly interactive show in Minnesota sports for Booney over there. Oh yeah. Say hi to Surly Furious real quick for us, Judd. Let's see. What am I going to do this weekend? I'm going to eat some Turkey. I am going to watch some football and I'm going to have Surly Furious right by my side because that's the way to watch football. If you don't have Surly furious on your thanksgiving day table what are you doing okay brine me, your turkey with surly leave me furious. your pictures thanksgiving day at jay's old show me your cans show us your curry. cans all right Judd, i might have to go get some surly for my rhino bowl this week i might have to, you've been talking about it a long time you've been really right. pushing it on my mind I, Boone's I like a lot of dads coming Boone's like why do you keep talking about surly I mean, every I'm week royal. i hear this surly and i'm like <laughs> I'm, i host the some. rhino bowl and they're like we got to get beer i'm like maybe we should rhino surly. what's the rhino bowl you know, like rhino. a turkey bowl on Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Yeah, we call it the Rhino Bowl. It's oh an God. actual rhino. It's uh, yeah, dude, it's gotta, amazing. It's at the end yeah. of the bottom Big of the game field, hunting, like donuts, drinks, <laughs> coffees. Yeah, it's cooler, insane, dude. Cooler, surly furious. SIPA yeah. round. I might have to. All right. Love it. All right, boys. See you tomorrow. Purple Daily presented Football. by Football. 
This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 